Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. If they're still very angry, (laughs) none of this worked. If they're still very angry. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hey, y'all. Just wanted to drop in real quick and let you know that Agent Systems 101 is currently available. I am so excited to join you on this journey from overwhelmed to in control. We are going to spend six weeks together getting all of our systems in place. I will be your cheerleader and your accountability partner. I'll be available for questions, and we're really going to achieve something that's going to give you your time back, give you your confidence if you're not quite there yet, and really impact how consistent your businesses, repeatable results that you can give your clients. It's just really going to make you treat your business like a business and it's going to be fun at the same time. I have an awesome review from a previous student that I wanted to share with you guys. If you are looking to streamline your business and take your communication and organization to the next level, I would highly recommend this course. The resources that you receive and the ideas to make your business more professional are a game changer. That's right, people. It is my biggest passion. I love being able to make realtors more professional, and this is going to do it for you. You do not have to reinvent the wheel every time you get a new buyer or seller. It's just going to flow so easily. I'm really excited to do this with you. So please come and join me for Agent Systems 101. It is available through September 20th, and we're going to start on our lesson September 21st. I'm really excited to see you guys there. Talk to you soon. Hello, and welcome to episode 55. When your clients aren't happy. Yeah. Or are unhappy. Correct. Either way. Tomato, tomato. (laughs) They're not, things are not going well. Right. Your clients are not happy. Sometimes it's them. Sometimes it's you. (laughs) It's not you. It's me. (laughs) All right. Hi, Alyssa. It's Katie. How are you today? I'm wonderful, Katie. Thank you for asking. Oh, great. Okay. All right. What? Let's say you wanted to do this episode. Yeah. So if the listeners don't want to talk about unhappy clients, they have only you to blame. (laughs) I think everybody goes through this. Yes. And you know, what's funny is before you have clients, you're like, if I could just get clients, I'd be so happy. And then you get clients and you're like, oh, I hate this job. (laughs) I've changed my mind. I actually was in like an agent Facebook group the other day reading some of like the last posts. And it's just one of these particular groups. I'm not going to say which group it is. That people are always complaining and I'm about to like leave the group. Right. Because people in it are talking about leaving real estate because their clients are annoying Mm. and we're not going to reiterate client management and we're not going to go back through being emotional in real estate. There are previous episodes about those topics. 
But it made me really think when I started reading through everyone's comments, like, just stick through it. It's going to be okay. Um, you can do this. It made me think not everyone is cut out for dealing with the angry clients. Yes. Not everyone is cut out for dealing with the emotions. And sometimes as much advice as we want to give, the simple advice is you may not be suited for dealing with that amount of conflict. Right. And that is what it is. I always smile inside a little bit whenever someone who's thinking about getting into real estate is talking to me about why they want to get into real estate. Yeah. And they're like, I just love people. Yeah. Good. And I'm like, uh-huh. Let's see if they can prove you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the reason is, is because we're about to deal with emotions and money, money a lot of money, um, timing, time frames, and, moving their and the simple need of being sheltered. Yeah. Like these are pretty basic Shelter. needs. Yes. Like if and you end up charge. homeless, like when people say my client is going to end up homeless, that's not necessarily a joke. Like literally, if they sell this house and they can't buy the other house, they have nowhere to live. Right. Uh, I think that is true. I wrote down a giant list of reasons why your clients might be unhappy. Okay. Would you like to hear some? I'm ready. Um, okay. At the final walkthrough. Yeah. Um, parents are involved. Yes. You, that was yours, but mm -hmm. I agree. House isn't selling. Repairs and cleanliness. House isn't worth what they paid for it or what they thought it would be worth. Uh, too many people are at the inspection. I've had that one. <laughs> um, let's see. Houses keep going under contract before they can even see them. So there's a, bu yeah. a buyer anger. Um, losing in multiple offers. Seller won't agree to repairs. Buyer asks for too many repairs. <laughs> when you don't respond right away, you as the agent. Um, when you don't keep them informed. When a showing doesn't show up. Oh my gosh. Uh, when an agent leaves a door unlocked at your listing. Yeah. And the list goes on and on. When you can't get feedback. Right. When the utilities are turned off. Oh my gosh. Just so many things. Right. When the home inspector says something's broken that isn't actually broken. Right. Oh, I'm not, they get so mad about that. Mm -hmm. I'm standing right here and the light switch works fine. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> like, that's okay. Right. Sometimes inspectors make mistakes. Mm -hmm. They don't live in your home. They don't know that this light switch has to be on for that light switch to work. Like, right. they're just doing the best they can, like all of us. Mm -hmm. Okay, so do you want to start us with a story? What inspired you to talk about this? What What's the story? What's going I don't on? know. I think I just realized that there are several situations where in the moment your client's unhappy and you think this is horrible, but for the most part, they usually turn out fine. Fine. Yes. And not only that, but it really does give you the opportunity to be the hero. Oh yeah. So I would say. anytime I have a client unhappy about something, the question is always, what can I do to fix this yes. and be the hero? Yes. If everything just goes smoothly, they don't even know how much they appreciate you. <laughs> Fine. You know, <laughs> I'm not against a smooth transaction for no, the I record. I like a smooth transaction. But it is good to feel like you played a role in making the process easier. That's I don't, why we're here. Yeah. I don't ever want to have an unhappy client. And even worse, I don't ever want to have an unhappy client that I didn't realize was unhappy. Mm -hmm. Like I want to know how they're feeling and what's going on. And sometimes you can only get that information if you're doing adequate check-ins, mm -hmm. especially during the transaction. Or even during the searching process, especially if they're a buyer that's losing a lot of houses or has lost in multiple offers or keeps trying to schedule appointments and then they you go under contract. I think that 
most of your clients are happy mm-hmm. and even the happy ones are going to have bad days when something's going wrong in the transaction and they're not happy. Yes. But you get to help them over that hump and back to happy. Right. Or you can make it worse and they can stay unhappy the remainder of the transaction. Sure. You, yes. You definitely play a role here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What else? I had a situation recently where the final walkthrough mm-hmm. I did not think was that bad. bad. My client felt otherwise. Um, and I think too, this was, she was changing phases of life. Right. And so it, this wasn't necessarily a move she, she wanted, wanted to, to make. make. Yeah. So that's important too, is yeah. understanding that buying and selling houses isn't always exciting for everybody. Right. People have to do this for sad reasons, a lot for of reasons times. they don't want to. Yeah. And it brings out emotions in people. And there were moments, you know, certainly where she panicked and didn't want to do this at all. Yeah. And um, the final walkthrough, I just left there going, I could, there's two options. You can let your ego respond. Right. And say, well, I don't know what her problem is. I think it's fine. It meets my standards. It meets the purchase agreement standards. Yep. She's just going to have to deal with it. Not my problem. Mm Mm-hmm. But I had my power washer go over there and just power wash the patio. And after she was angry. Yes. Does she know that you did that? So she left super upset. Okay. We had asked to have the house professionally cleaned. Okay. And tile professionally cleaned. Okay. They had the house cleaned, but the tile was not. I had to call the listing agent. I said, look. Stanley Steamer will do it for X amount. Will your sellers pay that? Yes. Okay, great. They're going to be there at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. And the closing was that next day. That next day. Okay. Um, so before I called the buyer, I called the power washer. So basically it had a really cute outdoor space. Well, yeah. once all the cute furniture and fire pit like and everything and is gone, it just looked not good. You know, it did not look like yeah. the warm, exciting feeling. And Right. So I had that done. Yeah. Um, the sellers paid stanley seamer to go but i coordinated everything yeah um and then i just had my guy come like pull weeds out the flower bed and get it so the next day i said look meet me there before we sign papers in the afternoon we'll just do another and i told her i said i just i had my guys go it should be and she was so happy she was yes she was just like the smell is gone and it looks so much better and she hadn't uh shown her kids the house or anything okay so now she's like, I'm excited to bring them here oh, and say, like, this, this is, is where we live. I and, love it. But I could have easily just said, sorry, because it's not my problem. No, no. And the only thing I really paid for was like 80 bucks for power washing. Yeah. And 50 bucks for the flower beds. And but the thing is, is that you we've talked about this before. I like to set money aside. That is my marketing. Yeah. Okay, I was about to say the same thing. Yes. When people keep asking you about what are your closing gifts and people are putting together these $100, $200 baskets and all these closing gifts. No, you Mm-mm. buy refrigerators right. and fountains yeah. and pay Forgot for power washing because those are the things that make that move peaceful for them right? and make them go from being unhappy to happy. And I think as agents, sometimes we're like, well, that's not my problem. Mm-hmm. But 
having your client be happy at the end and give you a good review and refer you to other people is 100% your problem. Don't you feel like final walkthroughs have gotten harder and harder? Um, They have gotten harder, but I think I've gotten better at diffusing. Yes. You know, just like, okay, well, let's solve the problem. Mm -hmm. I mean, being a realtor is being a problem solver. Yeah, let's not just complain about it. Right. Like, what can we do? And I also believe there's huge amount of power in pointing out the positive. Mm -hmm. No final walkthrough is perfect. Nobody's going to be happy with exactly how the repairs were done, which is why I now almost always ask for an allowance or try to push that because money is money. And I know how to count it on the settlement statement. But if you have to repair rotten wood, and the buyer comes in and doesn't like the way it's done, or it's your, God forbid, it's your buyer that doesn't like the way it was done. I, I have to tell them things like this. I'm sorry you don't like the way the repair was done, but technically it was repaired. And so yeah. they are within their contractual, mm-hmm. you know, obligation. We have receipts. And, right. Yeah. And that's the problem too. You can't just be like, oh my God, like freak out. You don't freak out. Right. You can't freak out. You just have to say, okay, well, they have done what they were supposed to do. Let me follow up and see if they're willing to maybe do something else or talk to the agent or then maybe you pull that out of your help my clients fund Mm -hmm. and you help my clients be happy fund. Save the day. You save the day with your fund. Right. I've paid for a moving truck before. Mm -hmm. I mean, like it, it happens. Yeah. Do I think that you should always do that? No, 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 no. But Mm -hmm. you, you should be able to tell with the situation. I had this really cute couple. They were so sweet and they had a little baby and their budget wasn't like the most amazing budget in the world. And we found this house and it was in a great neighborhood. But the only reason it was really in their budget is because everything was a different color <laughs> and like, from the walls to the floor. Yeah, like, and, oh. and, and I was telling them, you know, well, when we were looking at houses, you know, like it's just pain and blah, blah, blah. And I know myself, I would paint the whole thing before I moved in, have the whole house painted. Right. Well, we're at the final walkthrough and they're just being so sweet. They're just like, yeah, you know, eventually we'll paint. So I said, I said, yeah, well, when are your painters coming? Oh, well, you know, we're just going to have to take it room by room as we live here. And and my heart was just like, y'all are y'all need to paint this whole house. It's so bad. so bad. (laughs) You can't live in it like this. And just the way they were, and I did also feel like at the final walkthrough that the seller should have done a better job, like patching holes. Yes. And they didn't say anything about it, but I'm just like my conscience and I just want to do something. Right. So I called my painter. I was like, hey, any chance you could go to this house in the morning? He likes to start early. I'm like, as early as you want. I'll leave the key for you. Got permission, et cetera. Right. I said, I want the master and I want the bit nursery. Those two rooms, I want painted. Because I kept asking her, like, what, Which color, ones you're gonna do what first? color do you think? And she was like, well, you know, there's this color that I love. And she told me. Oh, and, you knew the color. I was so I knew the color. Like, I, I purposefully bold. asked. Like, I, 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 I knew it. I got to do something here. Oh. So I texted the husband and I said, look, my painter is wonderful. I keep him busy. He's going to help me out. Do you mind if I surprise her and have the house painted like before closing? So after closing, when y'all go to the house, like y'all's bedrooms are done. And he was like, what? (laughs) And he was like, uh, that would be amazing. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, you know, this is like your closing gift. And he was like, that's the most amazing thing. Right. So my painter went early, got it done after closing. And she 
I mean, stuff like that. Yeah. It was just, it was just so worth it. It doesn't cost yeah. that much, no. you know? No. Okay. Well, I like that story. I know. Just things like that. Think about your clients. Yes. And what you're able to do. Okay. So let's, that was delightful. I'm glad we got a nice story in there because let's talk about not happy, not okay. happy stories. Got those two. We had the whole list of things that people can maybe be unhappy about. Mm-hmm. How do you handle it? If you have a client calling you and yelling or texting you upset or, I don't know, sending you an ugly email. I don't feed the bear. Okay. So I don't feed into what they're saying. Right. Um, I had a client before that really didn't want to sell their house. Yeah. But because, you know, he had built it and it was like his pride mm-hmm. and joy, but we had to sell it. Okay. And um, he was angry about it. And the buyer submitted. <laughs> Resistant. Yes. And angry. <laughs> and he, the buyers had submitted a repair request that was not bad. Right. And he agreed. Okay. And then as he's doing the repairs, he calls me about how he's sick and tired of this. And this house is perfect. And he shouldn't have to do these repairs and blah, blah, blah. Oh, no. And I just said, listen, we agreed to it. What can I do to help you? Can you tell me what's upsetting mm-hmm. you? And he just, he could, he kind of just made him realize like, and I understand. And I said, I understand if you just need to vent, but let me know if there is something right that, that I, I need to, to do. Or, yeah. Is there something going on yeah. that I can help with? Yeah. And he said, you know, I'm just, I'm going above and beyond and I'm fixing these lights out here. And I went, what lights? And he was like, well, the, the this timer just seems a little off. And I just, you know, I said, well, listen, that's not anything that they asked for right you know you're doing things that are making you even more upset don't do the things don't do those things right don't do those things don't do like things that were on the report that they didn't ask yes oh that is a great point (laughs) i have had a lot of clients do that where they because you get the inspection report along with the repair list they agree to the list and then they start also just repairing random things off the report and i'm like oh no no but i do try to quickly because I do think that you can vent to me. Yeah. But there's also... You got to cut it off. Yes. Yeah. Maybe this would be better for your spouse or maybe your friend or... <laughs> right. But as your professional realtor, I'm here to get to the root of your anger quickly. And solve the problem. And to solve the problem. Yeah. And we're not going to have a 30-minute conversation about how unhappy you are. Because yeah. I'm here to reground you. Right. And to remind you of where the, we are and the reality of the situation the reality and to just quickly so i will only let them and i will i will even interrupt yeah and say okay so tell me the issue right is and then they realize there's there's not there's not or if there is this is the issue and okay yeah. wonderful do you need right. a reference to someone what do you need yeah so i just try not to let it go too far i think some agents maybe let it Fuel go the too far. Yeah. And yeah. then we'll be like, yeah, you're right. It's yes. terrible. It's yeah. terrible. These buyers. Oh, they're so, un- yeah. Don't put it off on that. No, no, no. Um, you said, and can I get you a referral made me think. So I have a vendor list that I give to buyers and sellers. They love the vendor list. Um, it's actually one of the things that they're most excited about in their folder. Sure. Um, but it comes with some amount of liability if you (laughs) refer someone that maybe they have a poor experience with. Yeah. And after a few calls, 
Um, I'm not willing to stop referring people because I still believe in the people on the list, but I, I realized there needed to be some step after that. So if I get an angry phone call about, you referred me to so-and-so lender and they aren't answering my calls or they're doing a terrible job or this rug carpet person didn't even install the carpet right, I would just say, okay, thank you so much for letting me know. I'm going to go ahead. I said, do you feel like I should remove them from my list? Mm-hmm. And I'll, I've actually had people go, oh, wait. Well, it wasn't really that bad. Yeah. No, I don't. I, they were very, you know, good. They fixed the problem. Um, I wouldn't remove them from the list. And that, oh. that was super eye opening for me in that it's not always that they want. They just want to be heard. Sure. And given the opportunity to, to like, do something. To do something. <laughs> and so now on my vendor list at the bottom, it says, if you call any of these service providers and they either one, don't call you back or not in the business or do a poor job, please let me know so that I can r- remove them from the list. Yeah. I don't remember the last time I got one of those calls. Wonderful. But I just look at it this way. It, although I, I think in the beginning, maybe I felt like it was such a reflection on me. Now I'm like, I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. I can't control if that home inspector started being kind of lax or you know, doesn't answer questions the way they used People to. People get busy and now they're not operating well, the way they I used to. Sometimes I have to say, oh, I'm so sorry. That lender used to be great and they were very, you know, attentive and followed up quickly. I'm not sure what's going on. I'll look into it. But, you know, maybe we can remove them from the list. Yeah. Like, it's just sometimes they got to come off They the just list. want some sort of action yes, taken want, on their behalf. So this is how I handle any angry person. And First they feel all, validated. They totally feel validated. I went and looked up some articles on, you know, how to deal with unhappy clients and not just real estate wise, but in general. And the one of the first articles I came across said, um, you need to deal with these issues in person or at the very least on the phone. It cannot be via text or email. No. And I 100% agree with that. I'm not going in person, but you they cannot understand the tone of your voice in a text or an email. Mm -mm. So they might not even be as angry as you think they are from their text or email. Right. Pick up the phone, people. Mm -hmm. Pick it up. And then listen. Hear Mm -hmm. the steps. Listen. Let them vent. And then ask them what they want you to do or tell them what you're going to do. Like give them some sort of action step where you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, the agent left your door unlocked in the showing. Tell me how, you know, tell me what you're upset about. Okay, great. We listen and then we repeat it back and we say, I understand that's a a safety risk. I definitely don't want that to happen again. I will call the agent and find out what happened. So there's an action. And then I would add on a layer of action there and be like, and I will call the showing service and add on a note so that all future agents are told a reminder, lock the doors. Sure. Even though that's not necessary, they should know to do that. But at least the the seller will know, I'm doing everything I can. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be at every showing. I can't hold their hand. I have to assume that they're going to lock the doors. But these are the steps I will take to deal with this particular situation. Right. Okay. What about you? Do you have like a thought on this? Which part? I don't know. <laughs> you have a system. You always let them vent. Cut yes. them off. Yes. See what you can do. I'm just, you know, quick to try to get to the solution. All right. I want to ask about this specific one because you had it on your list. Parents are involved. Yes. How do we handle that? I actually have a little thing. I, I guess you <laughs> could call it a script, but. All right, let's hear it's it. Not, I just say it so much. Okay. Because it. here's what typically happens. Um, the parents are not house hunting with us 
Okay. But they come show up for the inspection. To the inspection to see the house that was chosen. Right. So this is what I say when they are like, you're buying this house. I say, listen, it's always hard when parents show up to the house that was chosen without seeing the other options. Right. Because if you saw the other options, you might be as excited about this house as your kids are. Right. Because they know. They saw the market. Yes. They know that the other houses needed much more repair. Um, (laughs) It's like the secret foreclosures. There were no secret houses. No secrets. Yep. We saw them all. Mm -hmm. You're just seeing the best that there was. And you know what else is hard with parents? They, depending on how long they've been in their home, they cannot understand how prices are Mm -hmm. this when they bought their house for one third of that. Right. Or I bought my first house for fifty thousand, and this house is a hundred and fifty thousand. I'd be like, okay, we can go look at some fifty thousand dollar houses today, right? But I don't think your kids are gonna. You're not gonna want your kids to live in this house, right? So I think I also use the term like given the budget. Yeah, oh, that's good. AKA, hey, mom and dad, if you're really upset, would you like to chip in? Right, given the budget. Right, given the budget, the best we can do this house is. You know, really great. I had a crazy one with parents recently. First time buyers, very sweet. Both professionals had good jobs. They were buying, actually they were buying your listing. But the parents come to the, the dad of the husband comes to the inspection. Just him. And he is so like tearing it apart. This house is terrible. Why would, you should not buy this to the point where I think there was some like angry phone calls between the dad I remember you being nervous. It was bad. But the funny flip of that coin was the wife's, both of her parents had come to the showings, actually, I think, or to like right before the inspection. They loved it. They thought it was wonderful. They, it was the best house ever. And I just remember thinking, this is so crazy. One set of parents is so into it. And the other set of parents is so angry. And I just, he was angry at the inspection. So I really gave him extra attention. I was yeah. just like, you know, tell me about your, or I would try to get him off the subject. Mm. Oh, you know, tell me about your, they was from a small town. Tell me about your farm. Like, tell me some other stuff. Like, let's diffuse, diffuse. How can we distract like a toddler? Can I distract you? Right. By the end of it, I think he was okay. Um, And then the inspection report came back. Oh, no. And then the buyer sent him the report. Oh, no. And I think it, like, flared back up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it worked out. It's fine. And you know what? I went back after closing, and they were in there painting, and he was there helping them paint. Happy as a lark. Dad was fine. Hello, friends. We are so excited that so many of you are using the template course, and the reviews are just pouring in, letting us know that it has helped your business as much as it has helped our business. Yes, listen to this review. Thank you so much for providing this wealth of information, knowledge, and template form. So far, I've used a handful and received positive feedback like, this is so professional, or I really appreciate how organized you are. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, Your clients are actually going to say that. Yes. All right, here's another one. Thank you so much for this. I can't tell you how many times I've started this and how many notebooks of samples and notes I had. (laughs) I have ADHD and it is super hard to stay focused on getting it done. Having it all in one place is going to make it so nice. That is what we're here for. No, just look, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just use these. Yeah, nice and simple, easy, ready to go, ready for you to put your own logo on, make it sound like you. So head over to hustlehumblypodcast.com 
slash course slash course and check it out. That's right. And you're going to enjoy them. You're going to love them. You're gonna it's going to change your life. Literally fired my <laughs> assistant. They are the best. Okay, enjoy bye, the template. Yes, enjoy. I had a home inspection where parents came, similar situation. One side was very, oh yeah, we can paint. And yeah. The other side was, I've never seen anything like it, to be, <laughs> to be completely honest, to the point where um, they were asked to leave. You by asked? The, no, but Who by the, the buyer. Kids, yeah. Um, and like not come back. So I could oh, see man. the distress in my sweet little buyers and- their family's opinion means a lot to yes, them. Yes, always. So we made it through inspections and um, the final walkthrough, I thought, again, went fine. Oh, gosh. Not Sellers so met. I thought it was clean per what the requirements are. Right. But the parents were just. They were at the final walkthrough Yes, also? they came to the final walkthrough. Oh, no. To the point where I looked over at the wife and she has tears in her eyes. And I'm like, I this is just so sad. And another thing was we opened the storage room, which was totally full mm-hmm. during the inspection. inspection. And um, the dad is saying that there is mold in the corner. Oh, and I mean, I, I looked at it. It looked like a storage room. Like mildewy. Yes. Right. I, we live in Louisiana. This happens. This is an outside closet. Yeah. I, yeah. I, but just really, you know, kept all the parents were looking at me like, really? Like, is there anything you can do? Really? Or uh, no. no, no, no. And you know, I will tell you, I, I feel like I do make, I did make a little bit of a mistake because oh, I, I quickly texted the listing agent uh-huh. out of, out of trying to desperately diffuse or help do something. Can, would they, and I shouldn't have, they said, no, it made the listing agent annoyed and yeah. they, they didn't need to do anything. Right, right. There was nothing to, I shouldn't have ever done that. Yeah. But um, I just said, guys, I'm sorry, but, you know, it is what it is. But it just wasn't sitting right with me. So um, I sent a picture of the storage closet to just a, a sheetrock guy and said, how much would it be to just rip this sheetrock out, spray, and put sheetrock back? He was like, probably like $250. Mm-hmm. So I called my girl and I said, hey, I just want to check on you. Um, I know you've signed papers in the morning. I wasn't allowed to be at closing. This was a COVID. Oh, I'm like, why? Yes, this was a COVID closing. Tell me more. Not because they got angry, You're but like, Alyssa, get out of here. I said, I, I want you to be happy with this house. Right. And I said, I got a quote on the storage room. And I said, I want to be honest with you. As your agent, maybe I should have said seller to have storage room emptied and reinspected. I don't know. I said, regardless. I would like to offer you $250 and you know, you can let, I said, I want you to let your dad know yeah. that I want this. I want y'all compensated in some way for this. Right. And you know, this is me doing my part. And right. she was like, that is so wonderful. Thank you. And it was fine. Right. That, that's all they needed. Yeah. That was it. But you gave them the $250. I gave them $250. And yeah, but here's the thing. I thought about not, I thought about offering less. Mm-hmm. But for me, yeah, I just, I just had to do it. Right, I had to do it. Yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah, that's not, that's not the end of the world. Okay, do we want to address 
sellers and and the difficult conversations that come with trouble in showings, long listing on the market. There are lots of reasons your seller might not be so happy. Right. Do you have a go-to thing you tell your sellers? I think my goal with sellers is to just always keep it honest. I'm yeah. not going to overpromise, mm-hmm. especially on a listing interview. Like I know a yeah. lot of people really overpromise on the listing interview. Yeah, don't start off on the don't wrong foot. Don't do that. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm under very, promise, yes, over deliver. I'm very much an under promise, over deliver. Right. My job is to prepare you yeah. for. Well, reality. Yeah. What is the reality? That's the problem with a lot of listing agents, especially in a competitive market or if they're newer to listing or if they're just really trying to to get that house listed, they will tell the seller whatever they want to hear. Mm -hmm. And that is not helping anyone. No. No one. Because the seller won't get the house sold. Then they're going to be yelling at the agent. The agent's going to regret ever taking the listing for too high of a price or not doing the staging or not getting the house ready or whatever it is. They let the seller push them around. Mm-hmm. And then you didn't even make the money anyway. And they were upset. Right. Who wants to live like that? I know. I would rather than be mad at me at the listing appointment and either <laughs> no, don't hire me or hire me, but know the truth. Yes. Right? Yes. I, I don't know. What's funny is there's been a few listing appointments that I go to where I always look up the house first and I see it's been listed with other agents. So I'm number two or yeah. three. And I'm a lot more blunt yeah. in those appointments because I don't want to be like, we are going to remove this decor. Yeah. We are going to stage properly and we are going to price appropriately if you want me to be your agent. Otherwise, otherwise, and I tell them, like otherwise, you're interviewing them almost. Yes. Are you going to get on okay board? If you, if, it's okay. If you don't want to do these things, that's okay with me. And maybe there could be another agent. Those are the ones that I win the most. Because you're being honest. And yes. They can, people. Sellers can see through when they're being told what they want to hear, even though they're being told what they want to hear. Right. If, and then if they had it only when they can compare, though. So if there's only one agent that goes and that's your go to thing, just telling them whatever they want to hear, there's going to be trouble. But mm-hmm. if they interview three people. You show up and you're like, you you can do this or you can go find an agent who isn't going to make you follow the rules. Right. Suddenly they're like, well, I want you. Yes. Because you told me what I actually sellers are dying for the truth they really are they like, even just when it's truth. hard to hear yes i thought i was going to lose a listing interview uh-huh. because i told them that all of their rugs and drapes needed to go mm-hmm. in every single room of the house yeah and um they actually chose me and did it and let me know that they were not happy about it <laughs> we're doing it very angrily <laughs> yes and that they thought it was a mistake and that these rugs were beautiful. And when we got the professional pictures back, they loved it. They were like, looks great. It looks so bright. Look at all the, yeah. And and it just made me go, I breathed a little sigh of relief. Thank God. Yes. Like, okay, this is fine. I know. And then we were getting positive feedback. So that was only reinforcing them. They sometimes will begrudgingly do what you have told them to do, Mm -hmm. but they usually come around. Mm -hmm. They usually come around. Um, Repairs and cleanliness and walkthrough made me think of one that I had a long time ago, (laughs) a long, long time ago, because I was pregnant with my daughter. Whoa. And I was like real, like almost like big pregnant, like nine months pregnant. And we went to closing. I had the listing and the sellers were very good. They weren't, they did not leave the place a mess, but they had some like pretty decent shelving in a kid bedroom that they removed and left some screw holes in the wall. 
y'all, it was not anything more than like a typical picture frame would leave. And I do think there's some gray area about patching holes. There is. Some people patch every single one. Some people don't. Some buyers think they're buying new construction when they are clearly <laughs> not. But the the buyers, so I'm the listing agent, the buyers at closing are so, at the walkthrough, they're mad. At closing, they're mad. They're fussy and aggravated. And I look, they're looking at me in my big old belly. And they're just fussing about it still. And I said, I'm happy to get a can of spackle and go spackle up those holes. It's not going to take much. I'm capable of doing it nine months pregnant. Yeah. And they were like, what? Whoa. And I was just like, fine, I'm happy to do it. Mm -hmm. Are you seriously going to make me go over there and do it? Mm -hmm. No. Then quit it. Right. Like you're making it miserable for See, everyone. See, though, you didn't feed the bear. You just no. nipped it and said, like, hey. I can Solution. solve this. Guess yeah. what? I'm going to solve this. I'm I mean, you ha sometimes you have to. Right. Like without being walked all over, there's still, you I mean, you can just say, I'm going to go, I'm going to, fine, I'll take care of this. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people would be like, no. I mean, obviously it wasn't going to look at me and my big pregnant belly and be like, yeah, fine, go, go climb the ladder and <laughs> spackle up these five holes. It was like so ridiculous. Yeah. But why the agent didn't just offer mm -hmm. or like, I'll get my handyman to come over later or. I think having your on-call people, yeah, it's like a painter, helpful. a house cleaner, and maybe someone that does the grass, yeah, just to be like, hey, can you go to this address and just oh, cut the grass really quick? The grass, it would just make it walk through grass is the worst. Maybe it's because we're in Louisiana and it, grows it always fast. rains. If it rains a lot, and the long guy can't, can't come it. on their normal day, and then all of a sudden it's really long, and you go to closing, and it's like. I, but I've had clients who also, we went and the grass was long and they didn't even mention it. And I'm like texting me. I know. I'm like, you've got to get this grass right. done. And then they did it. And the buyer was like, oh my God, thank you. I didn't even think of, like, we were just like, we'll deal with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, most buyers are sweet. I know. And those are the ones that I'm like, I just, I want, I want to, to help perfect. you. <laughs> I want to help you. Okay. I read this amazing article on Inman and maybe I'll share the link later, but um, it was the 10-step plan for angry clients. Mm. Real estate edition, obviously. Sure. Would you like to hear the 10 steps? I'm ready. Okay. Step number one, defuse by letting go of your need to be right or to win. So in my notes for this episode, <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, I struggle in this area, in this area of being humble. Yeah. This part of dealing with unhappy people mm -hmm. who are usually not validated in their feelings. Yeah. It is hard for me to humble myself and be yeah. servant minded mm -hmm. and roll over and make them happy. Right. As I have mentioned, it's usually the ones that don't say anything that I'm like, but I want it to I be perfect help you. for you. Well, th this should be a message for the meanies out there. <laughs> yeah. If you were nicer, people would want to help you. I know. But I had in my notes that when you're dealing with unhappy clients, whether they are right or wrong, and I do think if they're wrong, they need to be talked through it, but from a place well, of humility, like yes, you have to. They can be talked through it. We're going to go through all the steps. Okay. Because you got to diffuse it for yourself. I think that step one is diffuse it by you just let go of what you think. All right. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to deal with why they're angry. Step two. Do this is my first time ever reading this. Okay. Do a pattern interrupt. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. So if you were on the phone and they're yelling at you and they're angry, you would say something like, 
um, can you hold on one moment while I grab a pen and paper to write down some notes? And then you would like take a beat, maybe like a good 20 seconds. They're going to have to breathe, right? Yes. And then you come back. And then step three, or in the past, and then it, it's like, hey, I'm writing down what you're saying, right? Or if you're in person, it said a pattern interrupt would be like, can you hold on one moment while I grab a glass of water, or like, can you grab me a glass of water, or hold on, I need to go um, do something. Like you got to try and, and and cut it off, right? For a moment, but not by saying stop, by inserting a random task. Okay, okay. Pattern interrupt. Interesting. I was like, oh my gosh, that's genius i like can you hold on while i get something to make some notes that's good because then it sounds like you're being really efficient and professional and, and like you care and, about what they're yes, saying I, can you just hold on one moment i would like to grab a pen and paper and take some notes whoa okay that would that would really impress them right yeah step three and make them think about what they're saying exactly we've done our pattern interrupt step three is take the notes okay actually take the notes this step went into some depth about legal issues and it would be wise to actually have notes sure because we are talking on the phone or hopefully we are um you you need to take notes or else Mm -hmm. you don't have any recording it's not like an email or a text Mm -hmm. and it says make them then now that we've done our pattern interrupt and you're taking notes make them repeat what they just said Hmm. okay they're going to say it all again the the anger is going to lessen with every time they say it (laughs) okay okay step four ask the client to pause and then you read back what they said from your notes in your most calming voice. Okay. This is called cha- charge neutral. Okay. So you're trying to give them back the information they just gave you, but in a neutral delivery. Okay. Mm-hmm. So not in the angry delivery they just gave you. Five, ask if you correctly wrote down concerns and then they're going to either say yes or no or add to it. And you're going to try in this step to uncover the real source of the issue. So like, do I have it right? You know, the door was left unlocked at your showing, your dog got out, whatever it was, like, right. Repeat the story, make sure they say that you've got it all. Step six, <laughs> if it's you that they are angry at, if you have made the mistake, yes, you should say it wasn't whether you think they are right or wrong. This is you need to hear this okay so even if you know in your heart of hearts you're right they're wrong and um but they're and they're mad at you you say it wasn't my intention to make you angry what can i do to correct the problem do not Mm. say you're right just say it wasn't my intention to make you angry what can i do to correct the problem Hmm. okay step seven if they're still very angry, <laughs> none of this worked. None if they're still worked. very angry, offer. Now, I'm going to insert here. The article did not say this that I read, but nowhere in steps one through 10 can you get angry. Right. Nowhere in steps one through Taking 10 can the emotion you, out of real can estate. Can you talk loudly? <laughs> can you like be forceful? You better be real humble. Can you imagine yelling at a client? I've never... No, they yelled at me a long time before I finally said, and I didn't yell, but I said, enough, that's it. Yeah. We're no longer having this conversation and going forward, I will be speaking to your wife. But he really had to push it. Right. Um, Okay. Step seven. If they're still very angry, very angry. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Offer to set up a meeting with your broker manager, someone in, someone above you. Oh, that's a good idea. So they're still really upset. I'm sorry. It's not my intention to make you angry. What can I do to correct the problem? Still angry. Would you like me to set up a meeting with my broker? Mm-hmm. If you are the broker and owner of your office <laughs> and you are the only agent, 
I don't know what you're going to do. Right. Forget this step. This is going to be a problem. Okay. Number eight. If anger is at another individual, never blame them, never agree with them about that either. But if it is at another individual, ask, what can I do to be of assistance in solving the problem? So like you're yelling about something maybe I don't have control over, but say the words, what can I do Mm -hmm. to help solve this situation? Mm -hmm. Okay. Number nine, if if it's your mistake, if you Mm -hmm. agree it is your mistake, you just say, I'm sorry, what can I do to fix it? Perfect. I'm sorry. What can I do to fix it? We are not perfect. We're not perfect. I'm so sorry. This is very simple. Number 10, when the client is unjustifiably angry. So I guess we've tried everything. (laughs) It's not working. Just say, I understand your point of view. In most cases, the situation will calm down with some time. So not at that moment, maybe not in that phone call. Uh, when they have taken the time to, if you've taken the time to listen and record their concerns. Mm-hmm. So you'd be like, I have my notes. I understand your point of view. I am sorry. And then try and get off the phone. Right. <laughs> because if they're still it needs mad, to diffuse. they need to diffuse. Yeah. You, you Look, you're not perfect. Not everyone is going to be okay. Um, I try never to get off the phone with them still irate. Mm-hmm. Um, but if people are being irrational or unreasonable, then sometimes you just do have to send them to your broker or send them or just say, hang on, I got to go get my dog. He's running away. I'll call you back. I mean, like, you're just going to have to get off the phone. I had a seller recently that um, we were selling his house. Right. And Fair. everything's going fine. All's well. And he said, look, I really don't want to bring my gun safe. It's so heavy. It's expensive okay. to move. Right. It's easier to just buy another one whenever yeah. I get a new house. Okay. I asked the buyer, do you want it? Buyer <laughs> is super excited. Like, yes, I want it. That's like a very expensive gun safe. I would love to have it. Thank you. And it's already in the closet. Perfect. So I'm like, great. So um, we get repair a repair request okay. list. <laughs> and the seller is like, if he wants all these things, I am not leaving the gun safe. And I just had to tell him, I'm not going to talk to you about this right now. I don't feel comfortable going back on my my word that Mm -hmm. we were going to leave it, Mm -hmm. that you offered it, Mm -hmm. your idea. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to talk to you tomorrow. And? And the next day I was like, listen, again, I, it's not that I'm not fighting for you, but we already had agreed to this. This is just a right. character thing. Right. He said, I know. Okay. I'm going to give you a hot tip. Okay. Because this has happened to me a few times over the years. And in the last few years, I have started to think if, same, I have a seller who wants to leave with outdoor TV. Sure. Or a fridge that wasn't in the contract or something that would be of benefit to the buyer. Mm-hmm. Save it. I save it for after inspection. Yeah. Because not just that would happen to you. But also, what if we can use it yes. instead of the repairs? Yes. That's okay. Right. This is not, this is not, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just saying it going forward. Mm-hmm. If you, I just make a note. And then if the seller, sometimes sellers are really insistent. I need to know right now. Right. Do they want yeah. it? Do they want it? Yeah. I would just be like, I would just tell them my thinking. Hey, listen, hey, let's wait. Great idea. But can we put a pin in that until inspections? Because what if we can just give them the refrigerator instead of repairing something? Yeah. They're going to be like, what? That's, That's a, a great thing. idea. What a great idea. You're a genius. Yeah. But it took a long time and a lot of mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> before, figure, before I was like, figure oh, these things out. Wait a minute. Yeah. Because then they want to renegotiate. And 
it's typically not in writing, right? Mm-hmm. No, this is and not. then everyone's fussy and upset. Yeah. So I think that uh, it's one of those things that right. you learn over time that it's probably better to save those things. When I was listening, so I was listening to this other podcast and it was a wedding photographer. Oh, yeah. And she was saying how she was going to share her top moments when she had an unhappy client. Yeah. And I cannot even imagine. And I thought, wow, she's going to like share these moments where she failed. And she said, you know, I'm not perfect. Nobody is. I've been doing this nine years. I'm going to share the main five, the top five, the fails. Top five fails. And then the angry clients and the angry clients and, and what she did. And so she said that at every wedding, she makes these little business cards uh-huh. with the bride's name and the groom's name, right. with the date. And then on the back, it says to view the photo gallery from the wedding and download free pictures of yourself, go to the link, you know, so you can go and yeah, download your pictures. Anyway, she always got like great feedback. Everybody loved it. Well, this particular bride like called her the next morning after the wedding uh-huh. and said, I just want to let you know that at the end of the night, I realized that all these people had these cards. And um, I'm just really upset about it because we wanted to be the first to view our gallery together in private. Okay. And um, we just don't like that everybody is going to get to expose it. Like, right. be, see it at the same, like, maybe even before us. Oh, uh-uh. <laughs> so. No. And I'm already, like, this bride here, you know, like, I'm already coming at it from a place of ego. Like, listen. Yeah. But she said, you know, I felt horrible. Right. Because I felt like I had put a damper on her big day. Like she realized, like at the end of the night. That's when she she realized it. At her wedding. And it was my fault. And I'm going, that's not your fault. That's her fault. (laughs) You're like, girl's crazy. Right, Dilla. And she said, so I told her, oh my goodness, I am so sorry. She said, I could have said, Really, uh, you know, well, in the past, everybody's loved that. But if you don't like it, right, right. no, she said, I didn't say any of that. E- yeah. Even though in her mind, she thought it. I did think it, but yeah. I did not need to put her down before no. I, you know, fixed no, no, no. it. <laughs> so she said, um, I told her no worries. I apologized profusely. Right. I told her I had never even thought about it that way. Yeah. And that I was going to pause the link until... They got to view it first and they let me know when they were ready for it to be announced. uh And the bride was like, oh my gosh, that would be so wonderful. Like this, she went total 180. Oh, this is such a great service. That's a great, yes. (laughs) What a great idea. (laughs) But it just made me go, wow. Like, I don't know if I would handle that right. Because again, I have to take time. Yeah. And come at it from a place of humility. This is an area of humility that I would have to really practice. Yeah. Well, a lot of this takes practice. <sighs> yes. Because if you're a more like confrontational, you know, stand your ground type of person, it's hard. It is hard. But then it can be done. Well, when you, well, when you know that you did what you were supposed to. Yeah. It's still hard because people still get angry for lots of irrational reasons. And it probably isn't even about the thing that they're angry about, no. the unlocked door. Mm-mm. It's probably that they're upset about selling their house mm-hmm. or moving or, you know, maybe they don't want to. And so it's just, or they're just like aggravated with having to pack up. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all these things going on. 
we as realtors, it's so easy for us to take it personal because we think they're yelling or talking at us. Yep. Nope. When maybe like when a buyer calls and says, you know, I'm just really upset about, I'm thinking about all the painting we have to do and this Mm -hmm. and that. And sometimes they're, they're not upset with you. Right. We cannot internalize that. Right. That's the problem. If you're a person who internalizes that, it's going to be a lot tougher. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to say, I understand I'm the punching bag in this situation. And I'm okay with that because I'm meant to be here to diffuse and make the situation better for my client and make them happy. And that's a noble profession. It is. Being able to do that. It's really a huge asset to your clients, something they're getting from you that they would probably not get from another agent. It's a huge perspective. Yeah. Thing. You know, it's yeah. all about what perspective people are coming at it from. I completely agree. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Okay. Do you have anything else? Let's see. Mm, I will say while you're looking, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I loved before the show, we were both like, well, we could do like this wedding photographer and tell stories of when clients were angry at us. And I don't know if it's just (laughs) what makes me good at this job, but I'm like, I can't really think of any right now. Like they're not, they don't stick with me because if you're the kind of person they stick with, yeah. the yelling and the upset clients, you'll be miserable and, and not happy with the job. So I know people have yelled at me. I know they've been upset with me. I know they've been <laughs> upset with situations, but it wasn't like I had this laundry list that popped right into my head. I'm like, I'm going to have to go look through. And so that's what you were doing earlier. You were looking yes, through your transactions, uh-huh. trying to remember because the best skill you can have in this episode <laughs> is the ability to forget. Right. <laughs> Take care of it and then forget it. If you can't move on, yeah, you will not last. You'll never last <laughs> or you'll be miserable. Um, I had written down like, it's so easy to blame the client. Oh, yeah. This client is crazy. This Please client is that. unreasonable, blah, blah, blah. But at some, but that's uh, our job is to help. Yeah. And to be an understanding human. Fix them. Yeah, we have to be understanding. Mm -hmm. So I recently helped a mortgage lender buy a house. Uh And he was saying, gosh, it's been so long since I bought a house. And it has really given me a new appreciation for realtors for my clients. Yeah. Like he said, you know, when a client, we have those clients as lenders that maybe email us and say, well, what if I put 5% down versus 8% 8% down? Or what if I, like, they want you to run Numbers so many different yeah. scenarios to see right. the dollars, if there's like a sweet spot with the dollars, should I buy the, re- and it's just very time consuming. Right. He said, for, I have been doing this all day. For himself. Try, yes. Trying to figure out I'm like, doing it. the best. And I thought like, I can remember being, yeah. when I bought my first house, when I showed up, they had taken all of their curtain rods Mm-mm. and these fancy shower curtain rods that were mounted into the wall mm-hmm. supposed to say, I mean, it was emotional. There was so much. And I think it just goes back to, we do this multiple times yeah. all the time. Right. Right. And it's easy to lose the personal touch. Yes. Yes. But we can't blame the client. I had written down, if you like this episode and you feel like you need more help with it, episode 24 is client management. Perfect. Episode 39 is loving your people. Okay. And episode 48 is taking the emotion out of real estate. Yeah, that one will really help. So those should really just kind of piggyback on this topic if it's something you feel like um, you're struggling with. And then hopefully listening to us talk about this today 
will make you realize you're not alone. Yeah. And we're not perfect. I I mean, I struggle no matter how hard you try and how many years you're in it, your clients are going to get angry about something that you did not see coming. Right. (laughs) That you thought you thought of everything, but you did not see that one coming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're good. Mm -hmm. You look solid. Okay. Today's toast comes from Mindy and she is toasting Vanessa Collins. On having her best year ever. Oh, wow. So Vanessa is the best business partner. She keeps us t- up to date on all technology. She works so hard for her clients and just an overall happy, down-to-earth kind of gal. Sounds like my kind of gal. I know. She sounds great. So cheers to Vanessa and uh, keep having an awesome year. Yeah, cheers, Vanessa. Okay, bye, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.